Welcome back to Dateline New Haven on WNHH New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. Our community's not just going to be ticking. It's going to be rolling and rocking and rolling from East Rock to West Rock at all points in between. This Saturday, April 29th, it's Rock to Rock. And people know what that is now. Yes. It's been 15 years, this blowout community event where thousands of people get on their bikes and, and participate in all sorts of events from like big spandex fast rides for like 15 miles up and down hills to kids rides and family rides. And what, what a great event it is. So we got today Chris Schweitzer and Leah Sorio, two people who work on climate issues all year and are working hard on this year's edition, the 15th anniversary edition of Rock to Rock. And they came in today to tell us what's up. Thanks, folks. Yeah, thanks. thanks for coming in. Yeah. Boy, it just it doesn't seem that long ago since this new event, Rock to Rock, happened. Fifteen years ago, people are gonna get on their bikes on a Saturday. So what's what's cooking this this Saturday? What's gonna happen and who's gonna participate? Well, it's the fifteenth anniversary and we're gonna be starting East Rock and ending East Rock and the event supports about twenty local environmental projects and environmental organizations and there's different rides and hikes. Um, there's a one-mile family, five-mile family, 12-mile, 20-mile, 40-mile, and 60-mile, which is a metric century ride. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. wait, wait go. What's the 20-mile? And these are group rides, right? These are yes. group rides. They're small So what's groups. the 60-mile? It goes up um, north, up to like Sleeping Giant State Park, mm -hmm. then takes a jog east, comes back down south along the coast, along Guilford and back so down. So there must be a lot of coordination here where you're, um, you work with police department and everything for yeah. a lot of towns, I guess. A lot and, of volunteers. And uh, what happens if it rains? It happens. Good. Good. It happens anyway. We <laughs> do rain or shine, and most of the times it shines. But we're not going to let it rain. I'm just, I'm yeah. just curious. But yeah. we actually, we were really surprised about seven or eight years ago. It was a really nasty 50-degree mm -hmm. day, raining sideways, and still hundreds of people came out and rode. So yeah. And how many come generally? Wow. Well, last year we had, what, over... About 600, 600 people, 600 or so people came out. And yeah. I really see the diversity in the photos. I see kids. Yes. I see athletic people. And I see people like me who just like to ride their bike, right? Yeah, absolutely. And families coming together is very sweet. Yeah. Is that the way it started out? Yeah, it's been mm -hmm. a very um, family friendly, welcoming event. It was started by Common Ground High School and Solar Youth mm -hmm. um, and, oh, and others. Okay, great groups. Yeah, other volunteers, organizations who, who loved cycling and really loved the environment coming together to, pro to provide this family friendly event to, to really advertise uh, being on your bike and just being healthy overall. Well, if I'm not mistaken, 15 years ago, we didn't have that many people like Lee and Chris who worked full time on both the environment and transportation, right? And putting those issues together. Is it putting words in your mouth to say that this event reflects how we've grown as a community, how we've evolved as a community that, that takes, that really promotes bicycling. First we had mm -hmm. the showers, which were kind of useless. Then we had the sort of bike lanes that weren't separated. We went to separated bike lanes and cycle tracks. I mean, we've been promoting bicycle infrastructures. We've been doing mass rides. We started out as informally. Critical mm -hmm. Mass had their rides around 2004, right? Remember, that was big, coming out of Devil's Beer Bike Shop. Mm -hmm. And then we started having organizations like now. I don't think there was a New Haven Coalition for Active Transportation. I mean, and this event grew bigger too, right? Yes. So is it wrong to say that this growth of this event and persistence reflects 
an evolving commitment mm-hmm. to both a greener world and a bicycle-driven transportation system, Lee? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's fair to say completely. And I mean, think that that New Haven overall has become more friendly, more cycling friendly. And I think that's the commitment to, to, to the world, right, um, that New Haven has made. Um, and also, you know, that communication to our community members of saying, like, well, here's this awesome event um, by volunteers for you. Come out and have some fun. So, yeah, I think that's, that's absolutely and right. And why, I'm just... Just to be basic here, why does it mm-hmm. matter to have an event like this and ongoing efforts that promote bicycling? Mm-hmm. How does that fit into a greener world oh, I, and I climate mean, change? It, well, it just reduces emissions of all kind, right? I, I think that um, we are so second nature to just get on your car and going and not really thinking about um, what, what kind of emissions or, or what you're doing to the earth. I think it's just second nature to have a vehicle at this point. Um, that events like this help you to remember um, that there were alternatives, right? before the car was invented that people got around walking and and, uh, cycling everywhere Um, so there's an emphasis and a reminder like events like these that celebrate that we have only one earth available to us I understand that you know there's other (laughs) explorations that are happening right now but we only have one earth Um, and the the commitment that we make to it um, by choosing at least one day to to remove ourselves from our vehicles and choosing to be active um just changes the climate um even if it's again that's just one day and so what time does rock to rock begin at east rock so there are rides starting at 7 a.m mostly the 60 mile (laughs) ride because you're gonna give people plenty of time to do it um but most of the rides are leaving about 9 10 o'clock and then how many people are you expecting have they signed up already Mm. over 400 registered already Um, so a lot of it depends on the weather, how many more come out. Yeah. But, and um, as you said, it helps 20 organizations. How so? Do you pay money to register? Um, no, I didn't, I didn't pay money to register. How do you raise but money for the organizations? Mm-hmm. It's raised well, because two different ways. Mm-hmm. One is through sponsors, like mm-hmm. the, the Claire C. Bennett Watershed Fund is one of our lead sponsors. Wait, what's that? Claire C. Bennett Watershed Fund is mm-hmm. one of the lead sponsors. And some other sponsors support the, orga- support the organization of the ride. But all, most of it comes through... People who decide to ride or hike, mm-hmm. there's also hikes, and then ask their friends to donate to whatever organization like NHCAT or oh, URI. Because okay. yeah. so yeah, so, also you have a, a, don't you have a budget of your own when you raise some sponsorships that has to pay to actually put yeah. the event on, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And how much is, is it all volunteer? It's most volunteers. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. So how much staff? Like what? Well, the main organizer myself and Anna Pickett from Urban Resource Initiative. And so you get some, that's part of your paid job. Right. Yeah. Right. So how much money do you raise generally for these organizations and, well, uh, you set your own goal as an organization uh, through Great Give, Great Gab, um, and, and the Rock to Rock page. Um, so, you know, d- depending on what your goal is as an organization, you really get to, to set it. So if you go on our webpage on Rock to Rock, you'll see all the different organizations that are already mm-hmm. registered there and what their goals are. and gives you a bit uh, of a description of what the organization is, what they do. Um, and if it's something that you really like, right, as an individual um, and you want to support it, then you would follow the steps there to make a donation to that particular group. Uh, or organization or even sign up to be part of their group ride um, and I think that's what's the most unique right if you're an individual you don't have a particular group um, that you want to go cycle with um, and you want to join a group based on the description and how exciting uh, the information that is there you can join that particular organization as a group ride so you don't have to go by yourself so we're, we're talking about rock to rock 15th annual edition this Saturday April 29th beginning at East Rock 7 a.m. for the people who can ride 60 miles and 9 to 10 a.m. for the rest of us. Right, exactly. Yeah. And we um, there's also hikes, as I mentioned, but look at the website, mm-hmm. as Lee said, and check out 
check out all the options. So the main yeah. events are these rides for different levels, different groups. But Lee also mentioned yeah. a bike rodeo. Yes. What's the bike rodeo? Is it the second year you're going to have a bike rodeo? Yeah, this is uh, the second year that the Coalition of Active Transportation will be putting on our bike rodeo uh, where our league cycling instructors who are hired within our organization and myself, we will be activating that particular section uh, where children, youth, adults can come in and have a small pocket space to work on their skills work on their handling skills with a certified instructor who can help you build that particular skill within that box um and really work at a one-on-one level what does box mean uh, so it'll be four cones not necessarily a full on blocks uh, but it will be with four cones that really kind of like give you a designated space to really work on your handling skills on your signaling skills uh, work on your shifting in a way that again an instructor will be uh, looking at you and kind of providing you feedback as you go or you can use that time to to really kind of enjoy yourself within that box um, if you don't feel particularly comfortable to join either one of the rides. Well you know a lot mm -hmm. about this remember you were on the radio before Lee talking about the College of Action Transportation, you actually work in the schools where you're yes. setting that up year mm -hmm. round where you're teaching kids how to That's signal, correct. how to ride safely, how to navigate streets, and then you do a group ride at the yes. end. That's correct. A graduation ride where we celebrate our trails, where we celebrate our roads, we celebrate all the amazing work that New Haven uh, has done with creating um, biking lanes. Um, so we really focused on that core of safety and, and how to road ride. So I got the sense we come on that you guys haven't been there all 15 years. I haven't. Uh, this or is Chris. my first year uh, where I'm going to be organizing the bike rodeo as the executive director um, and participating um, actively. Last year I did hear about it, but I was employed elsewhere, so I didn't have the opportunity. Well, do you remember, to how did this start? Mm -hmm. How did this all get going? Well, I'm not exactly sure, but as I said, it was Common Ground and Solar Youth and some other folks, Elm City Cycling folks got together apparently at somebody's apartment and had this idea of coming up with the ride. Mm -hmm. So that's where it started. I've been involved about 11 years and it was based at Common Ground for a long time. And a few years ago we shifted to have it start and stop at East Rock, which makes it quite a bit simpler in some ways to not start at Common Ground and, and at East Rock Park. Um, but we do also have had, had a green fair every year. Mm -hmm. So what does this say? You know, there's a phrase called civic density, which is a big fancy way of saying people doing stuff together in person in a community and making it feel like a place in a community. What does this say about the growth of civic density in New Haven? So I mean, I was thinking like open studios got much bigger around the same time this got much bigger. And there was a theory that a lot of people coming to New Haven or growing up here and getting mm -hmm. adulthood didn't always gravitate to the traditional organizations, the traditional structures in community, whether it was like party political organizations mm -hmm. or, you know, church or school groups, unless mm -hmm. they kind of had an independent spirit where they like to create either NGOs or, you know, issue-oriented mm -hmm. outside of traditional mainstream mm -hmm. society. Is there any of that you see there, this whole independent sector? Does this fit into that? Uh, I, I would say so. I mean, I think we have amazing leaders out of New Haven. And I, I think what you're seeing now is, um, you know, that that groups like these coming together and saying, hey, like, here's this particular event that we all believe in. And here's this mission that we all really care for. Right. Um, and this is how you organize. This is how you put it together. I think it creates a beacon uh, for other young leaders to say, hey, I have this particular idea that's really important to me. Um, how do I do this? Right. And how do I come together? So creating events like this um, allow people to learn, allow people to really, um, you know, manifest those Because it also coincided with the push mm -hmm. for safer streets in New Haven yeah. and cyclist-friendly streets. That absolutely. was definitely a political element to yeah, it. Absolutely. Tell me about a favorite moment, Chris, from your 11 years here. What's the day, moment you'll never forget at Rock to Rock? 
Uh, I think when we've been able to do a lot of art and put a lot of art on bikes and get a lot of creativity, mm -hmm. people dress up in different costumes mm -hmm. and different years we push that more than others and ride with trailers and big fish and different signs. That's a lot of fun. And, you know, even music on bikes. One year, one rock band rode on, like had three bikes and had bass guitar and drums. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. How'd they play while they were riding? They had like trailers or two-way seats on one of the like tandem bikes. It was really, really Oh, so one person would steer and one yeah. would play. I right. saw anything like that this year or we'll just show up and find out? Not that I know of. Yeah, I think it's kind of like show up and see what how creative people really get. But we okay. do recommend people come out if they just want to check out the event. As mm -hmm. I said, there's 20 organizations that have information about their projects. Yes. There's a green so fair. So it's kind of a live, fair. Okay. Yes, it's a, a green fair. fair with live music mm -hmm. and Oh, food, what food kind trucks. of music? There's Klezmer and um, Gami is doing drumming. Mm. Yeah, so it's I, really a family-friendly uh, event. So there's going to be a lot more than just participating in riding and hiking. There's going to be a lot to see and a lot of resources. So the e-question. Yep. How do e-bikes figure into all this? I still haven't gotten on one, by the way. I'm still doing my old two-wheeler without the... I mean, some people, they're welcome to use them. Mm -hmm. Some people use them because of health issues, because that's what they use now, because they're great yeah. if you're having to deal with a lot of hills, but most people aren't, but they're mm -hmm. great. They're a great tool, great option. Yeah, they, they are. What we are advertising for everyone, whether it be e-bikes or not, please bring your helmet. If you don't have one, please reach out to the Coalition of Active Transportation. We will give you one for free, um, but we want to make sure that if you're building a little bit of speed, that you do have uh, protection. Let me give you a little information both. If, if people want to find out more, you go to your website, which is... rocktorock.org. Mm -hmm. And you said if you go to the website for the Coalition for Action Transportation, yes, you get yourself a helmet. Yes, www.ctnhcat.org. We will give you a free helmet. Please reach out. Now, you got an elevator pitch for me before I go away. Why should we show up to Rock? To, we know, but like, give me the pitch. Why, why do you want folks to come to East Rock Park Saturday It's fun. Morning? It's fun. It's community building. It supports a lot of great work in New Haven. Absolutely. We're, it's, it's your event. We're here to advertise the earth. We're here to advertise healthy uh, transportation. And we want to see you out there. So bring your bike, bring your skills, um, bring a helmet, and we'll see you out there. <laughs> have some fun. All right. Well, Chris Schweitzer and Leah Sorio, what a pleasure to have you in the studio. Thanks for making a, a, a pitch for New Haven uh, Rock to Rock Bike. And I'm so glad it's still going strong 15 years. 15 years. I'm looking forward to when we're going to talk about the 30th. Absolutely. Right. Bye -bye. All right, and Thank thanks you. to Harry Dross behind the controls. We're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. This is Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day and all night long at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio.